Welcome to episode seven of the Literary Lunch Podcast. My name is Laura Rothschild, and I am the co-founder, along with my partner, Sandra O'Donnell, of Row Literary. On this episode, I interview Katrina Oko Odoi, founder and chief editor at The Editing Worm. Don't forget, you can find more of this podcast and our previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on our website, rowliterary.com. If you like it, please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any suggestions for topics or feedback to make it better, we'd love to hear that as well. Thanks for listening in. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Literary Lunch Podcast. Today, I am here with Katrina Oko Odoi of The Editing Worm. That's a mouthful. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no I uh, practiced it several times before we came on. So. Yes. Katrina is the founder and owner of Editing Worm and an editor, a doctor, <laughs> Katrina. And uh, so I'm going to have her tell um, us a little bit more about herself and Editing Worm. Um, so uh, welcome today. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. It's so nice to be here. Um, excited to share some of my experience with your listeners. So yeah, my name's Katrina. I founded Editing Worm, which is a writing and editing company, four years ago now. Um, my background is in academia. I got my PhD in literature, and then as I was finishing my, my dissertation, I realized that I didn't want to stay in academia, so I made the leap into the business world um, and launched Editing Worm. Um, so Editing Worm comes from a scholarly background uh, and we really um, stress the importance of research and high quality writing, um, which unfortunately editing in, in this era has kind of gotten watered down. So um, we're at the, I guess, more elite end of mm -hmm. the editing world um, and we really work with our clients in a very personalized um, communicative manner that's one of the things I always get feedback on from clients is they really like the one-on-one -on -one nature the fact that you know they can reach me on the phone and that we're very involved and um, invested in you and your goals and helping you achieve them so um, developmental editing, um, Laura, I know that you stress that. That's very important. Yeah. That's the first step in editing, and that is really um, helping with the overarching frame of the book. Um, so you would be getting feedback on structure, um, character development, plot, um, scene setting, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not it's not as um the editor isn't doing as much of the work for you if, if i could say it that way mm -hmm. it's more almost coaching mm -hmm. um so you you get a lot of really um insightful feedback and guidance on how can i tackle this and rework it in order to get it into a um better form mm -hmm. moving forward yeah, and, and I think, you know, when you said coaching, that's a, a really great word to use. And I know it gets confusing for writers because nowadays there are a lot of book coaches. Um, the term book coach is used 
almost more often than developmental editor because okay. developmental editor is a common term that was used even on the publishing side. Um, so I think that confuses people, but in a sense, you know, there, I, I couldn't really say specifically what's the difference. I mean, I think a lot of developmental editors, um, you know, are people that have, that have degrees or some type of literary or publishing background and coaching you know that a lot of coaches come from that space but you know our writers themselves or have had specific coaching I know I used to do book coaching because I was trained in the gateless method which we've talked about before um, but yeah I mean we always I personally feel that you know if you're doing if you have a first draft um, get it all out and then that's a great time after your first draft to start working with a developmental editor or book coach so that they can help you see the angles in a story or in a character that you may not have considered and um, you know they're, they're invaluable I mean I've watched books really blossom um, just by having another person and, and I guess you could have a, a writing group that yes. could help you with that too but there's nothing you know one-on-one -on -one is really valuable so mm -hmm. and that's not something that you guys are doing when it comes to manuscripts no, more so we, we really I mean don't with blogs specialize. which we'll talk about in a right. little bit but but um, you're, you do more of what the next two type of editing is, which is line and copy. So I'll let yes. you talk more about the difference in those, because those two probably get more confused than the developmental versus Yeah, there other. is a lot of confusion, yeah. and sometimes there's overlap. Um, so yeah, so developmental editing, I would say you know it's more like the art of storytelling. Um, and whereas line editing is more substantive editing, um, but it's focusing more on prose. Um, so uh, we're not not necessarily getting into, okay, I'm gonna correct this grammar error that you made or this spelling error, although we might fix it if we see it along the way. But it's more, does this paragraph flow into the next paragraph? Um, restructuring a sentence, making the prose more concise or straightforward, helping with consistency in um, tone and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so as Laura, you and I have talked about, um, you know, if you start with a development, developmental editor after the first draft, then maybe once you're at the third or fourth draft, line editing is mm -hmm. really helpful. And um, as you've told me and other agents have told me, line editing really should happen before you're approaching an absolutely, agent absolutely. Um, because that the messiness inconsistencies you know they can just be very distracting for a reader mm -hmm. and you really want an agent or whoever is reading your book to be able to see that story and see the the gem that you have there yeah. without all of those distractions oh yeah and, and I can't stress that enough that you really should not be querying agents if you have not had a line edit. And a lot of writers do this themselves, and, and I really think that it's great. You should be going through your book draft after draft, revision um, after revision. But at this point, like you said, the third or fourth draft, um, you, it, it's great to have someone, especially a professional like yourself, um, to who understands story structure and with a fresh set of eyes because if I get a book we can tell right away from the first 15 pages usually that a book hasn't been line edited and if I'm getting stuck on awkward prose or 
copy that, you know, even copy that's sloppy, I can't get into the story. And mm -hmm. um, an agent doesn't have, you know, we're gonna put it down next, and because we're gonna send it back to you and say, you know what, this needs to have an editor look at it. And, and so I'm, you know, really, this is to me one of the most important, I mean, I guess they're all important, of course, because you can't <laughs> get to line if you haven't developmentally edited, but right. this is really something that I would love, you know, I, I wanted you, one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on here too is to talk about this because we, I think people get so many rejections from agents because they haven't taken this step. Uh -huh. to get to the place they need to be to stand out in a pile of 50 queries with an right. agent. Um, and everyone was like, oh, my publisher will do that once I get, no, no, no. And agents used to do that, but we don't have the time. I mean, I'm doing this for my current clients who are on their second and third novels after, you know, they've come to me with their first or so. So there's not, we can't do this with ev unless you had, you know, unless you've done this and we will go through it. But um, we really we can't take on manuscripts that haven't been at least line edited so right yeah so i mean i would really stress that um publishing a book especially traditionally but even self-publishing is yeah it's that's an, it's important to mention i'm glad you said that because uh -huh. we're not this doesn't apply to just traditional publishing it applies to any, any type of publishing. any anything and we'll talk even how it applies to blogs and ebooks mm -hmm. and things like that in a little bit but right yeah, so it's really an investment, and um, of course you want to get a return on your investment, but mm -hmm. you have to invest initially in order to put out that polished product that people are going to engage with and that's going to, you know, sell. Ultimately, I mean, that's yeah. really what we're doing, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and whether it be a, a traditional publishing deal, I mean, you're, you're trying to sell your manuscript to an agent who then can sell it to a publisher, mm -hmm. um, or if you're self-publishing, you know, you're writing a book to either sell the book or sell your sell product, sell yourself. So there's no difference. This is where traditional and self overlap for sure is that this step and even the next step, copy editing, which I'll let you talk even yes, more about, um, it, they intersect. There's, it doesn't matter what direction you're taking in publishing. So I, you know, and I'm a big, like I said, I, I can turn blue in the face and Katrina and I have spoken offline many times. I'm like, editing, editing, editing. So if there's the single most important thing, investment you can make in your book regardless is, is definitely editing and working with an editor. Yes. I, I, know, strongly, you know, I, I strongly agree, of course. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so... let's talk about copy editing. Yes, that's another one that I think that people get tripped up on. Yeah. So copy editing is the final stage, well, before you get it to a publisher because they have their own in-house stuff that they need to take care of for editing also. But um, it should it's just really those fine points, you know, um, very nitpicky. So... Whereas line editing is maybe taking a par paragraph by paragraph, copy editing is taking it word by word. Mm -hmm. um, so fixing specific grammatical errors, um, punctuation, spelling, but also, um, you know, changing a word here. Um, mm -hmm. And usually you're applying some sort of a style. So you're checking for consistency in the way you're presenting like compound words, use of hyphens, all of those very Ooh, all those things, things that make me cringe. Yes, things that nobody <laughs> wants to have to worry about. We know all those rules. I'm so glad there are people like you to fix my writing and everyone else. <laughs> commas, Just you know, everybody we write commas. doesn't mean we are the greatest at grammar. <laughs> exactly. So thank goodness for copy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just want to stress that it's 
um, we have clients, you know, who haven't really dealt with editors or done much editing, have had their work edited before. And it's very easy to kind of jump um, two steps forward without going through the proper order, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. So oftentimes, you know, people will want copy editing when they really need line editing. And while we can sometimes do some copy editing in the line editing, it's not usually to your um, benefit because you are going to need to go back in and do some revisions and review our revisions. And, you know, line editing still is substantive enough where we're giving you comments, we'll make marginal comments, we'll suggest things, but it's ultimately you who has to make the decision whether you want to implement that or not. So there's still going to be some reworking and revising. The copy edit should come after that. And you know, what if they don't know? I mean, is that common? Like, like you're saying, a lot of people don't realize that they've stepped out of order in as far as this process. Oh, right. So, so I'm sure a lot of people come to you and then they say, well, you know, I just don't really know where I'm at because I will say that we get a lot of manuscripts and people truly believe they're done. Like they mm-hmm. just didn't know any different. You right. know, maybe they're first time novelists or this is their first book proposal and they just didn't know that they needed to have another set of eyes on them. And so exactly. is that when, when someone comes to you and says, okay, I have this manuscript, I've maybe done a few revisions, and then you guys, what would be the process? You take a look at it and we say, do. this is what we suggest. Maybe you need to go deeper mm-hmm. into the line edits versus yes. copy editing. Yeah, I mean, it's very important. A, a big part of my job is really client education. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to clients and uh, I don't like to you know, suggest or recommend a service until I look at what we would be working with because um, people just don't necessarily know what they need. And Mm -hmm. we've run into that time and time again. And uh, we would be doing you a huge disservice if we just sent you a uh, invoice for copy editing when really you need line editing and you're going to get it back and then you're going to move forward in the process and someone else is going to tell you that you need editing. So we invest the time initially to advise you and um, work with you how you need to be, mm-hmm. how offering the services that are really warranted. Um, and we'll also be upfront with you if you're not even at the point that we can help you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need developmental editing, um, we can refer you to someone, um, but we don't want to do you a disservice by selling you a service that you're not ready for. That's great. I mean, think about, I mean, how the time and investment. I mean, time to me is the most valuable thing, mm-hmm. right? So, to have a set someone, a professional, looking at your work, I think that's worth the investment. If you're writing a book or you're within a couple drafts and you're just not sure what's next, just to have someone come in and just give you an overall assessment—that's an investment mm-hmm. worthwhile. Because to to say, hey, this is where there's some. St- structural weaknesses this is copy you know and and I think that's invaluable Um, yeah I mean we do offer um consulting services that's not a big part of our business but Mm -hmm. if a client really is struggling and needs help you know we will invest some time in looking evaluating what they have and just giving them some feedback and guidance for how to move forward. And I think it's, I, you know you guys do I mean it's not just manuscripts that you're editing you're do you do book proposals? You want you to tell me a little bit about the breadth of what mm-hmm. your experience is, because I think you know we have various types of authors and writers and industry people that are, you know, coaches that are listening to this. So, mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah, I mean, we um, we're pretty much full service editing and writing company, so that means that we do um, what we we call business editing, um, which encompasses you know we'll edit white papers, we'll edit reports, we'll edit blog articles, mm-hmm. web content. Um, and each of those services is catered to the specific medium, right? So um, if we're editing a blog, blog, we would edit with the, in, the purpose of that content in mind. Um, generally, with a blog article, you want it to be very informative. You want to provide value to the reader and display your expertise so that they ultimately want to work with you. So that's, that's how we would edit, not just you know, copy, but edit to make your content more effective. Edit to intent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and being that we have a lot of writers and we always talk a lot about platform, platform, platform. Part of that is, you know, blogs are great for SEO juice. So, and I hear all the time writers say, oh God, I don't know what to blog about, or I don't have time to blog. I mean, this is, you know, if you, if you are in that position uh-huh. and you are wanting to build your presence online, it sounds like a great even opportunity. You don't have to be a business owner to have no, someone like yourself work with them. Um, it could be either. And this is another thing. I'm surprised at how often I'll read a blog, an author's blog, and it's really, you know, sloppy. And then I think, you know, here as an agent, because we always do searches uh-huh. on potential authors, you know, if you are an author and you're writing your own blog, you really should have, even a blog is important. It's a reflection of who you are. Um, having an editor even just take a look at it is smart. And I know that's something yes. that you guys do. Or if you just don't have the wherewithal, even if you said you had told me offline that we, you know, you guys do, you can do anywhere from two to, you know, 16, 16 a, a month. month. Yes. So, I mean, I think that that's something that a, a lot of people forget. They just assume, well, I'm a writer, so I have to be doing it all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, for someone, that could be a worthwhile investment to have someone else put a couple blog posts up a month for you or collaborate with you to help get an editorial calendar, uh-huh. figure that out, because that's the way to make it not cumbersome. Exactly. You know, and, and obviously, as a business owner or if you're a coach or, you know, you have a service that you're selling, um, Blogs, I mean, still are, you know, effective for getting people to your... They're important, but they're not usually, as a business owner myself, I understand they're not usually the burning issue yeah, that yeah. the burning like action the, item actually they're the last have. thing that usually get done right they like, oh, are I throw a blog up they you know? are and now that's... we're so social media driven mm-hmm. um but really it's related right. right and that's why they end up oftentimes being sloppy because yeah. you're doing them at midnight last <laughs> like, minute oh my God, I'm so, so you know you have to put something up mm, we um, never do that at row ever <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing yeah. you can't see my face. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so we basically, we like to call ourselves like the copywriting partners. So we really partner with our clients and we do work with some authors. Um, and, you know, there's no shame just because you're a writer. There's no shame in having someone help you out and do some of the writing Oh, I'm the you. first to admit, I mean, I, I told this story for years when I was a book coach that my I was told in seventh grade that I was a brilliant writer, but that my grammar sucked by Miss Grappy. I don't know if you're ever listening to this, Miss Grappy. Um, you made my seventh grade year miserable in English, but um, I carried that with me forever. And I still care. I joke. I say, I suck at grammar. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's no shame in that. I mean, I, I'm better mm-hmm. than ever, but um, I know it's not my forte. I'm really good at a lot of other things. So I, and that's the thing. I think writers have a hard time 
really admitting that, um, I mean, anyone does. You know, business oh, owners yes. are much better about it. They're like, I can't do this. But if you're an author or a writer or you're in that space, you have a hard time admitting to certain things that are writerly related that you're not so good at. Um, right. Because you assume that we should all be awesome at you know, grammar, which I mean, I'm just not, it's not. And so I, that's why I'm glad we're editors <laughs> like yourself who can clean things up for me. Um, yeah. So I mean, um, and, and one thing that, that we really understand is the fact that, you know, online writing, content marketing, mm-hmm. it's a very different, um, approach than, you know, writing a book than mm-hmm. literary writing. Um, or a dissertation or, or a dissertation. right there's different right so things to consider different styles different mm-hmm. so partnering with us to do that kind of more sales marketing writing can be to your advantage because we do have that insight into what's working as far as um, selling you and and positioning you well to drive that traffic mm-hmm. and build your list and your following um, which helps with publishing also Absolutely. I mean, platform. I mean, it's the word that makes every author cringe. I mean, if you're a business owner, you have, it's platform is that word. It's a blanket word that is, you have to have an audience. Platform is audience, right? right? And whether you're, if it's for your book or for your webinar, for your speech, whatever, you really need to have, you know, words are powerful. Yes. Um, So I, I think that you know, seeing editing beyond even just, you know, your book is so important. And I think that's, especially for authors, it's hard to, to, to imagine that. Like, you know, you, if, you have a, if you have a book deal, you're going to have to start thinking about marketing. So right. that means yeah. your website, your social media, you know, articles and blog posts. And so there's a lot that you really need to, you do need to think about whether you're self-publishing or you're traditionally publishing. Traditional publishers don't have the budgets anymore to put into nurturing you as a marketer. So these are things you have to be savvy about, and, and this is a great alternative. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hold your feet to the fire as far as pricing goes, mm-hmm. but just so that you know people have an, a range, mm-hmm. because I know it's very individual. You guys are a very custom um, type of you know company and service, and you know having that service that fits you know your clients, I know is very important to you. So, if someone is looking at researching editors um, like what do you think they the range you know for line editing versus copy and how do you like what what's a good way for them to just get a rough idea again I don't want to hold you is it usually by the word or by, oh, okay you yeah, know. yeah um as far as pricing I mean editors work in different ways um there are quite a few editors who charge by the hour and I think, especially for developmental yeah, editing, that's, that's very effective. common in developmental editing. And, yeah. You know, and I think, you know, I always tell people that I'll answer for that because I know that's not one that you guys necessarily do as far as manuscripts. I mean, I've seen editors as low as fifty to seventy-five dollars an hour, which is kind of hard to find. But that it is yeah. on up to honestly five hundred dollars an hour. But I think the sweet spot settles around one fifty. Mm. And then, but then again, some developmental editors will do per project. You know, right. per manuscript flat rate. So, you know, you do really have to do your research. But you just do. to, you know, and, and I think asking authors are a great way, other authors, you know, what to find that. Paid, yeah. But as far as line and copy editing, roughly. I mean, we we charge by the word. Um, and so we'll tell you the full price up front. Um, we really believe in transparency when it comes to pricing because we don't want to surprise our clients at the end with a big bill. That's so great. we lay it all out 
up front. Yeah, I like surprises, but not when it comes to money. No, definitely unless, you're, unless, you're, unless it's like I won the lotto or something. <laughs> yeah. That's a good surprise. But yeah, not when it comes to here's an invoice for what you owe me now. It's like, oh. Yeah. But I mean, one thing to keep in mind is that there's a lot of people out there promising a lot, but delivery is another is another mm. thing. Um, so if somebody's promising to do a line edit of a 150-page book for $500, that's not realistic. That sounds, yeah, that's um, not realistic. For line editing, I mean, you're looking at a few thousand dollars for that, that size book. Uh, I would say for us, we charge between four to $5,000 for line editing of about 150 pages, depending on the specific project. Um, copy editing is is going to be cheaper, maybe between twenty, two thousand to twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I just have to tell you, as an agent, um, you know, and that's a, and I don't know why it is with creative in the creative space that you know money is always a hard thing to talk about for people. Yes. But I can tell you this: that if you have gone through that investment, again, it's an investment. Um, in your book that that num- that significantly will up your chances of being number one noticed by an agent or noticed in a very busy let's just say Amazon space because mm-hmm. readers are very discerning now um, readers will not pick up a book that's not well read they won't buy a book they won't remember this is your image I, I, I truly believe that that investment comes back Mm-hmm. tenfold whether it be that you now an agent is actually reading your manuscript because it's well written it's clean or and now you have it it's a better chance of getting a publishing deal like you really have to see the investment beyond the physical book at the time um, so if you are serious about I mean if you're a serious writer if you're a serious business person mm-hmm. that's an investment that will pay off Right. I mean, I, I can't say that enough. And, and, you know, again, I don't get any, I don't get commissions. I don't, get this stuff. I don't the, the, what I get out of this is I get well, I need well-written manuscripts. Like agents, right. we need them. This is why we talk about editing because there's nothing I want more than to open up my inbox and see this polished, well-written manuscript. It makes, that's, that's how I make a living. It makes me happy. So, you know, like I said, I don't get anything for this other than the satisfaction of having a beautiful manuscript and a happy writer. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, sometimes it's difficult to um, get clients to understand the value in editing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of an undervalued service Absolutely. oftentimes. Yeah. Um, and in today's society where there's so much content out there and there's a lot of also competition, mm-hmm. um, people just don't necessarily want to invest. Well, and they also think, well, there's software. Because let's, you know, we'll, they do. we'll mention yes. that here because I know that many of you are probably thinking, well, I use Grammarly and, and we use Grammarly, you know, but, or we use this or, you know, or my, my Word, what about Word? Word has, and so, I mean, I can tell you that Grammarly <laughs> has screwed up some of mine, I have to tell yeah, you. I, I was really relying on Grammarly for a while and then I was like, oh, you know, you just, mm-hmm. you know, you really, There's, I mean, it's, this, it's, it's effective it's, for some things. It is. Yeah. I won't lie, but yeah. I but, mean, it, it can help clean it, clean things up to a certain extent, but a, hu- a computer can never be as intuitive as a human. Absolutely. And there's, especially the English language, it's just so nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no way for a computer to understand figurative language. So a lot of times with metaphors and things like that, mm-hmm. um, 
a software is not going to catch that. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I know I, I just I am I'm with you again. I wouldn't be I asked I begged actually Katrina to come talk oh, to no, us no. because <laughs> I really it's again, um, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm in publishing period traditional ourself. I I think that writing quality anything is important so um, I was like please come talk to us <laughs> luckily she yeah, said I, yes <laughs> I just can't stress enough how important it is to have a fresh set of eyes yeah, on I, your work because I mean even myself as a writer and Laura you know um, I I always have somebody read my work I mean I'm lucky because I know a lot of editors so <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily have to pay a you lot of money in your back. <laughs> <laughs> but I always have somebody look at oh, even my blog posts before yeah. I post them because it's not even just about the errors it's also about does it make sense to somebody else because it could make sense in my head but right, I, I right. talk Good to point. myself in a, in a different way than a stranger would understand right you know right. so we fill in the gaps yeah you know and mm -hmm. our eyes do that I'm sure you see that a lot like I'll write something sometimes and read it in my head read it out loud and then someone's like well wait a minute that word's not there like I'll read things out loud to Sandra she'll be like wait a minute you just filled in that word like we literally fill things we in do. we do it's the craziest you know I always am amazed by how the brain does that but yeah. uh so yeah, so I think you know the point we've stressed. The <laughs> Get an editor. Yes. Well, I you know I want to. I, 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 Katrina has so many great tips. So I said, okay, so I want your top three things you should ask an editor before hiring them because mm -hmm. I think that it's kind of a daunting thing. And like you said, there are a lot of people out there. So I said to her, I want you to share with us the top three things now. In, she has more, and I'll direct you where you're going to get those. But for here, I wanted her to share them. So I'll let you. Yeah. Lydia, what's your top three advices that you think everyone should know for sure? So my top three. My first one is ask them if they can provide references. And references is different than just a testimonial on a website, mm. you know, a written testimonial or a success story. Because let's be honest, people can fabricate those. Yeah. And we would like to believe that people are honest, but... Not always. That, um, that the, the initials SL, happy customer, is a uh -huh. real person. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, with the um, stock image for the person's uh -huh. face. <laughs> yeah. So, absolutely. I mean, we... I always wondered why like, customers have such perfect photos. I'm I like, know, gosh, right? I don't even have that good of a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Great headshot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we don't put our references on our website. We have testimonials, of course. Um, one, one way to, is if they have a video testimonial, those are great. That shows you really the client and, um, you can see the details behind what entails working with that editor. But we have a PDF that we'll send to customers if they request it. And it has direct, um, contacts who loved working with us and are willing to share their experience with right. potential clients. Um, so that's one thing. The second one is ask if they offer a sample edit. Um, most professional editors will offer mm -hmm. sample edit. Um, I mean, it's not going to be extensive, but our <laughs> the first 50 pages right. of my novel, can you do a sample? <laughs> but it's enough to give you a sense yeah. of, is this the type of editing that I need? Um, are they really getting me in my style? So at Editing Worm, we offer a one page sample edit. Um, and you know, we can usually turn that around for you within 24 hours. So if you're just trying to decide, um, it'll help you just see how we work and whether it's a good fit for you. Um, and then the third one is asking if they include in additional round or multiple rounds of edits in mm. their um, pricing. Um, because, you know, some, I, 
I would say a good professional editor will include one round of follow-up edits in their pricing. When we're talking about copy editing, but also sometimes line editing. So just, it's a good way to get a feel for how are they, how do they work? Um, you don't necessarily want to work with an editor who's going to be charging you additional for every follow-up or every mm -hmm. email or phone conversation. You want someone who is really invested in providing you with quality and um, in assisting or addressing any concerns that you might have with the work. That's a good point because you know to think about you know really get clarity on what does this include. Yes, I mean you know it, how many back and forths, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you you give feedback and then the client goes and makes some of the changes and yeah, that's a those are really good points. Oh my gosh, I want you to go through all ten. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you can get all ten and other information um, on editingworm.com. Um, wow, Katrina, this has been so helpful. I mean, like I said, I could talk editing all day, and um, I'm probably going to have you back to talk many other things having to do with editing. Yeah. But, um, you know, again, you know, go to editingworm.com, and uh, Katrina will have the other seven of the 10 <laughs> things that, you know, you should ask an editor before hiring them, and then all the other information. And, you know, really... If you have any questions or, you know, you can post on, we'll post this up on our podcast page. Um, Katrina may be doing some blog posts with us. Keep us informed. Um, we'd love to hear about your editing experiences. Um, but thanks so much for joining us yes, today. thank you for having me. It was great, and I look forward to hearing from some of you. Please visit us at rowliterary.com. We'd love to hear from you. And for Katrina's 10 questions to ask an editor, head on over to editingworm.com and download her free guide.